May 23rd. I want to go back to normal. What's normal? The Paramount Plus original series, Evil Returns. We've already hunted werewolves and demons. And now what? A baby antichrist? Okie <laughs> dokie. Prepare yourself. You will not beat us. For the end. I have visions of hell. Make it stop. Make it shut up. You're not gonna survive this. Evil. The final season. Streaming May 23rd. Only on Paramount Plus. Should you ever set foot outside of the hotel, you will be shot. Don't miss the new Showtime limited series based on the international bestseller. For the last four years, I've been a prisoner. Why are they keeping you here? Starring Emmy Award winner Ewan McGregor. This is the brave new world that you dreamt of. Be very careful. You are still a prisoner here. Everything in this new world comes at cost. This is still my country. A Gentleman in Moscow, now streaming on Paramount Plus, only with the Paramount Plus with Showtime plan. Good morning. It's Friday, July 29th. You're listening to the College Football Daily. I'm your host, Lance Glenn. I'm back from my honeymoon, so hopefully I look a little bit tanner than I did before it. And on today's episode, we're going to do a collaboration of sorts with the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast and welcome in the host of that great podcast, Blair and Gulo. Blair, how are you doing? Thanks so much for joining me on the College Football Daily. As if we don't talk enough to each other already, it's really great to uh, to have you on today. Yeah, good to see you, Lance. I, I do notice a little bit more color on you. So that, that was a very successful week that you had down there. And what was it? The the Caribbean? Yeah, it's I think technically the West Indies. It's it's a little past the Bahamas. I went to Turks and Caicos, uh, secrets out. But uh, I think it's past the Bahamas. I think it's technically the West Indies. I could be wrong with my island geography. Uh, but nevertheless, it was it was a great time, a great week. Uh, nice to get off my feet and relax at the beach, at the pool, have some uh, over 21 drinks. And uh, it really, really was a good time. And then, look, trust me, I, I wish I was back. Not that I, I, I don't like that I'm back at work, but obviously, you know, it's great to uh, to be on island time. Uh, as opposed to as opposed to Eastern time. Uh, now, but, are are you an SPF thirty guy or SPS fifty? Like, so, how do you how do you get a base going? Yeah, so I first day I got burned and that was not very pleasant. Uh, a little bit on my back, but what we did the following days was we just made sure to reapply, especially after we went in the water. Um, so I, I think I got a good tan. You know what it was? I golf a lot. So going into the trip, I had a bad farmer's tan and I said to myself, I need to fix this farmer's tan on this trip. I did that somewhat successfully, somewhat unsuccessfully. Some of it is just sunburn. Some of it is tan, but uh, I, I would consider the trip a success because I did get a little bit of a base. Um, I did fix my farmer's tan in a way, in terms of sunscreen, I'm frankly more of an SPS 15, SPF 15 guy. You know, I, I go wow. low there. I go low. Wow. Um, you got to reapply like every hour. Yeah. yeah man, every time. Well, I didn't on the first day. And then I finally did uh, after that. And, and that very much helped limit the sunburn. But it was overall a good trip. I'm happy that that I'm back. Um, it was it was a lot of fun. Uh, me and my wife, we really enjoyed our, our time in Turks and Caicos. I definitely go back. But that's that's not what we're here to talk about. Although we could do a whole podcast on it. Don't get me wrong. Why don't? Uh, why aren't we talking about that for an hour? Why don't that the new the new episode of the College Football Daily? Uh, my trip to Turks and Caicos. Uh, but no, we're here to talk about Pac-12 Media Day on Friday. And it's you know you'll be in noted Big Ten city Los Angeles this Friday for Media Day as the future of the conference. It looks bleak to say the least with USC and UCLA headed to the Big Ten and the rest of the programs kind of scrambling to try and figure out what's next. But to start, I do just want to ask, how awkward do you think Friday is going to be for both the media as well as the 
coaches and George Klyavkov talking. You mentioned not knowing whether Turks and Caicos is in the West Indies or in the Bahamas or wherever it may be. Uh, where are we now in Los Angeles? Are we still technically a Pac-12 city? Is it going to be a future? Do we just call it now Big Ten country? It's going to be very weird. I think it's going to be very awkward. The fact that this that this news dropped essentially a month ago and we've had four or five weeks to really soak it in and let it bake and figure out what's going to happen with conference realignment. It's going to be really strange to not only be there, but also to hear a lot of these coaches talk about the uncertainty moving forward, talk about what's going to happen to their own teams or their own their own schools. You know, you mentioned, I, I think the Kalifnikov, the, the commissioner, not really understanding the kind of the the platform that he's on right now. The the roadmap for this conference is 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 unknown. Known. Uh, he's basically a, a year, year and a half into his tenure. He doesn't really understand, I think, the dynamics. And it'd be different if maybe he wasn't on the job already for a decade or, or even five years. And I think you would feel maybe a, a little bit more optimistic about the direction of the conference. But the fact that he goes in there and he loses essentially the two heavy hitters in the biggest media market where you hold your media day every year, it has to be a big blow. So I'm really interested to see what he says but also i'm i'm just there for the laughs and for i think i'm there for the awkwardness right like i I think i'm really excited to to really kind of figure out you know how weird is this for everyone else yeah, I think anyone who watches it too, who won't be there, but will see it on TV, uh, is really looking forward uh, to what that's all about. So, you know, Media Days to me, it kind of signals, or usually signals, I should say, the beginning of the new season. You know, even though fall camp still has to happen, Media Days normally preview what's to come for each program. But obviously for the Pac-12, the belief is that the focus on Friday will mainly be on the future of the conference, uh, of, of the conference, excuse me, less of what's to come for each team next season. But I think most coaches are sort of kind of stuck stuck in between a rock and a hard place, so to speak, right? You have Lincoln Riley and Chip Kelly who know the future of their programs. You have other coaches dealing with rumors of where their programs might go. And then you have a select few that haven't really been linked to any other conference at all. So I think you'll have a whole bunch of different messages or different stories from each coach, because unfortunately for the conference, right, any sense of unity is really at the door. It's really become, I think at least, an every man for themselves conference. And and I'm really fascinated to see what some of these coaches end up saying about that. You know, I, I think everyone wants to sit there and talk about position battles and talk about the the work that needs to be done ahead of the first game or taking it one day at a time. And and we're gonna be hearing a lot of those cliches, but there's a whole new element to this media day, especially for the Pac twelve, which I think has been in the news in all the wrong ways, losing its two marquee names, uh, obviously not only just in football, but in, in all across all sports, USC, UCLA, in terms of national championships, are, are second and third behind Stanford in, in every sport if you combine all the titles. So they're losing a lot of luster there. But it's I think right now, for a lot of these coaches, it, it's about maybe signaling that they have to be looking out for themselves. Every team, every school, 
school, every program has to really fend for themselves and look out for themselves and figure out what's going to be the best path for us and and for us to be a, a program that is very notable or a program that has a chance to be in a college football playoff hunt. I, I think everyone has to align themselves in that road. And right now, if the Pac-12 you know folds, if the Pac-12 loses other members, if the even if the Pac-12 adds other members from other conferences, uh, I think that's the big question mark. And listen, I think we're just in the beginning stage of this, right? Like, I think everyone understands that there's a lot more moves to be made and, and there's other twists and turns to, to, to happen. So I think everyone's going to be tiptoeing that line and, and not really saying too much. But I think it's very clear that everyone's going to be looking out for themselves. We'll hear more from Blair Angulo when we come back. It's the most all-star studded challenge ever. And this time, it's every competitor for themselves. Best challenge ever! The Challenge All-Stars. New season now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Go to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Terms apply. Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. Are you still listening? Good. Take a deep breath. You needed a break. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount+. Plus. So, yes, you can literally stream a stream. Paramount+, Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation. What are you anticipating from George Klyavkov when it comes to that opening press conference? Because he's only been commissioner for, I think, a little over a year at this point. He now obviously has to deal with challenges. I'm sure he didn't anticipate when he took the job. It's obviously his job to, I guess, paint as positive a picture as possible. But look, everyone there will know what's up. You know, everyone watching will know what's going on. I think what he has to say about the future of the conference, whether it's regarding the TV negotiations or potential expansion, I think that will really be interesting to watch. Yeah, I, I feel bad for him because this isn't even his mess, right? Like he went into the kitchen and everything's on fire. Everything hasn't been cut up yet. He, there's nothing there for him to really do. He's just kind of having to figure out how to fix this this huge mess. This, this is all Larry Scott, right? Like Larry Scott put the conference in this hole that it's currently in where... USC, UCLA feel the need to leave and join the Big Ten to get a bigger cut of the pie from an, a revenue standpoint to even feel like they need to go to a, a top two, top three conference in the country to have a, sh- a realistic shot at a college football playoff spot. Uh, this is Larry Scott's doing. Given what he, you know, the, the big mess that was the Pac-12 network and, and the distribution rights and even, you know, some of the other decisions that, that have been made. So I, I do feel bad right like i do think that he's going to be up there trying to put out fires that he didn't start so for him i I think the message is clear and and it's about unity it's about making sure that the conference members feel like there is a strong direction and that they are kind of concentrated on on just one sole path but yeah i i feel like he will have to win that room because he, he makes his opening statement every year uh at least the commissioner does and then they open the room for for questions from the reporters and you know i I do feel that the reporters are going to press him on some things that you know maybe aren't his fault but you know it's going to be interesting to see what he says 
Yeah, that's a really good point about Larry Scott. He seemed to get out right at the right time, and all of this mess, in large part created by him, now falls He's on probably George in Turks and Caicos. Did you see him out there? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't see Larry Scott out there. Granted, I wasn't looking, but you know, who knows? Who knows? Maybe uh, he was out there with his family or, or his wife uh, enjoying uh, the nice Turks and Caicos sun. But uh, who else are you highlighting as essentially like must see TV on Friday as you look at the itinerary, you know, what coaches, what time slots kind of catch your eye as you prepare for Friday? You know, obviously UCLA, USC, Chip Kelly and Lincoln Riley, I think whatever they say is going to be very, you know, very notable and, and, and uh, something that you have to tune in for. Uh, I think Kyle Whittingham, he's up first, which is really strange. They just won the Pac-12 and you, you put him up on the stage uh, right after the commissioner at 8.45 a.m. Pacific. Uh, so I'm curious if 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 our guy Kyle Whittingham has a tea time out in Salt Lake City in the afternoon that he needs to get back to. Uh, then right after that is the other participant in the Pac-12 title game last year with the, with a new head coach, uh, and that would be Dan Lanning. So I'm interested to see what he says coming off of uh, the national championship that he had at, at Georgia as a defensive coordinator and kind of jumps jumps into this new situation at Oregon, which right now I think obviously has to feel good about its chances to be the top dog in the conference in, in the years to come. It, if they do stay in the Pac-12. So um, I'm excited to hear what Dan Lanning has to say, what maybe his thoughts are on conference realignment, uh, given the fact that he already has a taste of, of the top league in the country, and that would be the SEC. Uh, and then, you know, you have the the Jed Fishers of the world at Arizona. He, you know, he's going into his second year, but they had a really good recruiting class. So I'm excited to see what he has to say about the direction of that program and maybe how some of the highly coveted players look like, uh, you know, right now on the roster. But then I, I think maybe the most entertaining entertaining portion of the of the coach press conferences could be Herm Edwards, and, and that's because he might just be standoffish, right? Like we saw it last year, given uh, a lot of the allegations and and the the review that the NCAA was was putting into the program for some violations that happened during the 2020 campaign, uh, where they were bringing in recruits uh, allegedly during the pandemic, and it was not allowed. It was a dead period. You weren't able to bring in prospects. They've had a, a really a flip uh, roster and and they've had a, a lot of changes on the coaching staff. Uh, even last year, he wasn't answering questions. So I'm interested to see if a year later, Herm Edwards finally opens up about some of the issues at ASU. Herm Edwards and Dan Lanning, two coaches definitely to watch alongside Chip Kelly and Lincoln Riley. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Chip Kelly and Lincoln Riley, they're going last. So the Pac-12 looks smartly, I think, would put the two main attractions at the end so that all the uh, all the media people and all the uh, fans watching on TV make sure to uh, stay tuned was it three and then 330 Pacific I think if yeah three and 330 Chip Kelly goes up at three then Lincoln Riley for his first Pac-12 media day uh gets in at 330 you know what's funny is that I was curious where they would slot them right like do you do you want to be petty do you want to be you know you want to throw some shade at the the new conference members that are leaving the conference put them up first right get them out of the way and then let's just focus on the actual members of the Pac-12 moving forward but obviously they're still in the Pac-12 for the next two years you probably want the media to be there for the entire press conference you want them to be there for all the coaches i'm curious what that would have looked like had chip kelly and lincoln riley been first up i'm sure maybe 70 maybe 80 percent especially the local media they're out of there right they're gone they're leaving la live they're leaving downtown los angeles and they're going out to their next assignment or to they're hang out to in the and, they're headed to turks and they're, right they're gonna go golf with spf 15 on their skin yeah. <laughs> um but no I, I do think that you know the, putting those two schools putting the 
LA schools last uh, obviously is an indication of, hey, we want every media members to still be here. And, you know, we will all be there. I think I, I think that was very smart of them, even though maybe, you know, the petty thing and maybe the more interesting thing would have been to, to make them go first. Yeah, so much to look forward to with Pac-12 Media Day on Friday. I, I don't think it'll be a normal Pac-12 Media Day. I think there'll be a lot of questions that uh, are were unexpected when George Klyavkov took the job over a year ago. You can follow him on Twitter at Angulo. Make sure to listen to the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast wherever you get your podcast. And make sure to subscribe to the new 24-7 Sports YouTube page as well. So for Blair Angulo, I am Lance Flynn. Thanks for listening to the College Football Daily, everyone, and have a good weekend. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts.